to 845-203-3939. That's multiple ways you could donate here on Radio uh, Catskill and keep local journalism alive. Like I said, the local edition is coming up and we have a great panel for you today. So call us at 845-482-4141 or donate online. Do it now. When it comes to information, countless global platforms, providers, and influencers are ready to bring you the world. But none of them are local. Radio Catskill is the only place for local news, music, entertainment, and the programs you rely on. We serve listeners right here in the Catskills in northeastern Pennsylvania. We tell local stories that matter. And we do that thanks to listeners like you. Keep Radio Catskill live and local. Give now at WJFFradio.org. Hello, 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 and welcome to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. It's Friday, so it means I'm your host, Patricio Robayo. Like we just said, we're in the beginning of a fall favorites fun drive. You can call to 845-482-4141. Jason's outside. Sitting by the telephone, just waiting, just sitting there and waiting for you to call. Or you could donate online at wjffradio.org. Or you could text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 845-203-3939. Multiple ways you can donate and show your support for local journalism. For award-winning local journalism, we won two awards for the local edition recently. For the New York State Broadcaster Association. Monday to Friday, we bring you local news that matters to you through interviews and conversations. Tonight, in the second half of the show, Tim Bruno speaks to 123 Andreas, a Latin Grammy-winning husband and wife duo. But first, it's Friday on the local edition. And that means every other Friday, actually, we check in with the Schwanberg Journal's reporter, Chris Riley, to see what's going on in Ellenville and Ulster County. Chris, welcome back to the show. I know it's been a busy week for you. Tell us exactly what is going on in Ulster County and in Ellenville. Hey there. Hello, everybody. Um, yeah, it's been a, a wild week. Some 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 big sort of constitutional news in Ulster County. Uh, after about 15 years of requests, 10 years of them getting sharper and sharper, um, the county legislature uh, this week uh, voted to um, allow two villages, uh, Ellenville and Saugerties, to uh, basically opt in to the, the accounting system that the county uses on, on tax forfeiture. That is for people who don't pay their taxes, their village taxes, uh, or town taxes or whatever, uh, they end up facing the county, and the county just puts that money over to the village or the town, making them whole. That's the terminology. Um, what that means is that towns have been able to basically just book in their income. They have a tax levy. They put that out there. It's X. 
dollars, and they, they can account to that number. Villagers couldn't do well, Saugerties and Allenville couldn't do that because uh, they didn't know how much of the taxes that actually get paid. And the number of property owners who played the game in a kind of dirty way, they would pay their county taxes, they would pay their school taxes because they didn't want those big entities coming after them, and then they would stiff the village because they knew that the villagers only had an attorney and didn't have enough, you know, uh, money to even, you know, begin to sort of chase them. So now that's over. Uh, and that's going to make uh, life for uh, Elmville and Saugerties villages uh, a lot easier. Now, the other village in, in, in Ulster County, New Ponce, isn't involved. They don't have to do this. Uh, they have a different system altogether, and they have no tax debt either. So they're not involved. Um, and so that was a that was a major step forward. Um, and there's a big up for John Gavaris, who represents Ellenville at the county legislature, and uh, everybody uh, on the Ellenville uh, side of things was very happy about it. And uh, so that's that's a big step. Yeah, definitely. It, it finally happened. I know you've been talking about this for a while already on the local edition and on the Reporters Roundtable. Yeah, it finally happened. Uh, and, it, it, you know, I must have written about this, you know, 30 times <laughs> over the years, you know. So I don't have to deal with this anymore. I can just kill those files. Goodbye. Pick. <laughs> so uh, it's it is interesting that 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 finally happened. So that's on the legislative side. Um, you know, I know some people. So oh, so what? Well, you know, it it, it really is important. I mean, this will have a a big effect on budgeting uh, for the village. Most definitely, uh, Chris. What else is going on in the pages of the Shuangok Journal? Uh, another long, long-standing uh, issue. Um, Nineteen years now, there has been a project in the works to put in sidewalks in parts of Cohonkson. Everybody knows Cohonkson. You've driven through it on your way to Kingston on Route 2. Um, you might know it even better than that. But um, for 19 years, the Department of Transportation, New York State, has been holding out the possibility of project to put in some sidewalks that uh, could <laughs> could really be used in Gohonson. Um And finally, last week, um, there was a, 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 I'm not sure whether there's a motion or exactly or, or, or a resolution from the DOT saying, yes, uh, they're ready to do that. They will go forward with it. So whether it's going to take another 19 years or whether this will is not known, but for people in Kahan, it could be, you know, quite quite a game changer. It's taken 19 years to get this far uh, to uh, get the blessing from the DOT. And, and hands head, 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 you know, admission here, right, you know, we have to understand New York State Department of Transportation covers a huge, an enormous amount of things. They have a tremendous workload. And uh, they got everything from bridges to highways to parking lots to deal with. And, um, you know, uh, we can understand that, you know, maybe a few sidewalks for Kahonkson could, you know, slip through the cracks. But finally, so that's a good, that's good news. Yeah, to me, that's sort of a sign of development. Do you think that? It, it could be. It could be. You know, one you know, when you're dealing with the DOT or DOCCS or, you know, any of the big New York State agencies, the DEC particularly, right, you know, you just don't know. I mean, you know, with DEC, um, the press 
we get to talk to uh, the wonderful Wendy Rosenbach and her team, right? That's the press office. So we don't talk to the scientists or the rangers or anybody. We're not allowed to. So we can only get what they tell her and she tells us. So, you know, it, uh, and, and she does a great job. But, I mean, it's just a sense that, you know, you're, you've got a black box and you've got a parent glass and you're fiddling around in the box trying to find the information, you know. And, it, uh, you know, and, and the DOT is, is, is tougher. I mean, you know, I, I've had a few stories with them, and um, uh, I understand the kind of pressures they're under. They've got much bigger jobs to do. Uh, but uh, it, it has felt like I'm trying to, you know, get the Kremlin to answer a question. You know, it's tough. And anybody in the DOT listening to this, no, please understand, I have an idea of how hard it is. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Chris, what else is going on? I know there's always a packed paper at the Schwanker Journal. There's always something going on in Ellenville. The Ulster County, uh, the UCCRA, this is the resource agency that does uh, recycling and garbage uh, for Ulster County. Uh, They have a new director, uh, a gentleman from California. I haven't spoken to him yet. I think his name is Olivier. Uh, He's on my list of calls today. Um, he's inherited this, and the issue is this, and this is an issue that everybody in our area has to understand, right? Um, all of our garbage, Sullivan County, Ulster County, Orange County, wherever we have garbage, is all going to a gigantic uh, Seneca Meadows, which is up in the township of Seneca Falls at the northern end of Seneca Lake. Now, uh, there's a number of issues involved there. Uh, the company that runs that process station, I believe, comes from Texas, and they, they are a tough company. Uh, whenever there's an election in Seneca, Seneca Falls, they throw in very large sums of money in to make sure they get the kind of town board they want that will extend their, their, their licenses. Uh, that is setting off a kind of, I believe, a, a sort of state of rebellion among <laughs> some of the voters there. But anyway... Um, uh, the issue is how long Seneca Meadows will stay open and how long it'll be before our counties have to hunt around and come up with another solution, whether it'll be, uh, I believe this California gentleman, Mr. Greg Olivier, is talking about massive increase in recycling. Well, good, good. I mean, that's good. That's what we want. Um, I mean, that's better than putting it in the ground. But um, everything I've ever learned about recycling in the last few years has been kind of gloomy. So maybe he can turn it around. That'd be good. But that's another story um, that will be uh, an interesting one, and I'll be getting on that today. Um, then, oh, uh, let's see, three. Oh, and I'm doing another story today that everyone should look at this Shangram Journal or look at us online if you don't get our paper. Um, this is going to be interesting because... The trees that are in your front yard, right at the front, right by the road, how close are the roads? I mean, to the to the blacktop. I mean, this is an important thing. If they're too close, then they don't really belong to you. They're within the village, town, county, whatever it is. They're right of way along the side of the road. So you may love them. They may be graceful, beautiful trees that have been there and may be cut down and removed, which may be a good thing if they're dead ash trees, you want them removed. But this is a, this is entirely sure about because the, I noticed last night that the 
that's involved from the uh, edge of the hardtop from the bottom, it varies. It's it's not uniform. Uh, it can be more or less you know, on the width of the road, where the road is, and where the road is, uh, and so on and so on. And so that um, if if you're concerned, if there's a beautiful tree that you, you love and you're worried about it, uh, check with your highway department and see what they might tell you. Um, you know, keep the fingers crossed. But that's something I'm going to be looking at today um, because I think a lot of people have trees that they either don't want and would like to see taken away <laughs> or uh, trees that they do want and would think about because they're not sure entirely that they are. Yeah, I mean, tree removal could be very expensive. So this could be an opportunity for those who do not want the trees to have them removed. Yeah, and, and, rem- and remember what, what all of our towns have been doing for the last year, what, two years, is, uh, you know, taking care of dead ash trees, which we can thank the, uh, the everybody who might be hearing this. Have you ever seen an adult emerald ash borer? Because I don't think, I've never seen one. I just see the dead trees. Uh, they've come, they've gone. They're small, uh, very small little green insects. They, they're rather brilliant green. And it's not the adopted. Of course, it's their larvae uh, that move around under the bark, killing off the um, the vital layer of, of the tree, which which you know, conducts the water and, and keeps it alive. And they, they do that, and the tree dies. Um, you know, and they've killed... Oh God! Tens of millions of, of ash trees across uh, the Midwest and into the Northeast. I mean, it's a slaughter, and we are basically losing uh, another uh, fundamental tree out of our forests. Um, I did a thing on this a couple of weeks ago and uh, discovered that the forest has changed dramatically since the colonists arrived uh, from Europe in the 1650s. Um, back then, the maples were something like 10% of the forest, maybe less. Now they're 31%. They've taken the place of uh, the elms, the the American uh, chestnut, which is gone, um, you know, and several other trees that have just died off. And now the ash are going as well. Now, when we get to the point where the forest is one-third maples, where it's a whole thing is uh, we just have to hope and pray there isn't some kind of emerald maple borer out there that's just waiting to get here from somewhere else and kill off a our forest. Well, that's something we uh, hope doesn't happen. We were talking to Chris Raleigh, reporter for the Shawanka Journal, on the local edition. We check in with him every other Friday. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the local edition. You take care, Patricio. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Chris Raleigh from the Chuanga Journal about for that report. It's a local edition. It's on a Friday. Our four favorites front drive is happening. Call us at 845-482-4141. And just letting you know that tomorrow, Sullivan County's first ever Vet Fest is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Grantsville Fairgrounds on Route 55 in Grantsville, New York. Presented by the Action Tours Independence Vet to Vet of Sullivan County, the Wounded Warrior Project, the Yet Foundation, and the Derek Stoner Music. Vet Fest welcomes active duty military reservists, veterans, members of the National Guard, along with their families for a day of food, music, networking, and more. For more, informa- more information, visit at ATIToday.org. 
or the Vet to Vet of Sullivan County's Facebook and Instagram pages. It's Friday on the local edition, ends the four favorites fun drive. I have Jason Doe back in the studio with me. Hey there. Um, we're still trying to make this challenge, Patricio. We still have $900 left to raise. We need to hear from you now. Call now, 845-482-4141. Go to WJFFradio.org. Yes, of course, 845-482-4141. Or you can text GIVE, G-I-V, to 845-203-3939. 845-203-3939. It's the four favorites fun drive. If you visit the donation page, you can see all the shows that are available to donate. You can donate to Radio Catskill on its own, or you can find your favorite show and donate to that. That's right. There's there's a little fundraising page for every show. I didn't see what our picture looks like. I don't know if it's a, one of the pictures right of you now. and me together, <laughs> well, but the local edition, you'll see Patricio or me or both of us, 845-482-4141, or there's a fundraising page for every program on Radio Catskill at WJFFradio.org. All the funds go to support us during our Fall Favorites Fun Drive. And again, we have a generous $2,000 challenge from uh, uh, Collier Construction, who constructed the studios that we are in now, and uh, we now have just minutes to go to raise the rest of that challenge. If you can help us out, we're looking for $900 right now or any part thereof, 845-482-4141. Yes, donate online at WJFFradio.org. Looking at the picture, Jason, it's the one from our award ceremony. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yes, we won an award, two awards for the local edition. And that's uh, that's it just shows the... the uh, uh, this shows that... Uh, that uh, I don't know what it shows, but it shows that we're doing a great job, I guess. <laughs> It's it's great to be uh, recognized by the industry, but it it does reflect the work that we're doing for the community. That's really what it's about. So help support this work for the community. Call now, 845-482-4141. Got to make this challenge. Yes, definitely. Or donate online at WJFFradio.org or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 845-203-3939. And this is the local edition on a Friday. We'll be right back with 123 Andreas. Changing leaves, flannel shirts, and pumpkin-spiced everything. Fall must be here. It's a good reminder that we all rely on each other to get through the change of seasons. So, join those friends, neighbors, and complete strangers who do their part to keep Radio Catskill going. You rely on us for information and entertainment. We rely on you for support. Make your donation now at WJFFradio.org. Welcome back to the local edition. News and information to keep you connected in the Catskills and Northeast Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Patricia Robayo. It's the four favorites fun drive. So give us a call, 845-42-4141. One, two, three, Andres are a Latin Grammy awarding winning husband and wife music duo that creates children's music in both English and Spanish. They have performed for audiences across the U.S. as well as in Puerto Rico, Panama, and Mexico. And tomorrow at 11 a.m., they'll perform at a family concert at Bethel Woods Center for the Arts as part of their E3 program, which brings artists to Bethel Woods for week-long residencies. Radio Catskill's Tim Bruno caught up with the duo, husband and wife, Andres and Cristina, 
as he toured Sullivan County Schools earlier that week. Well, we've seen firsthand the amazing power of music to teach not only about the arts, but anything else. And, you know, one of the things and one of our messages is to invite people to be curious about others. You know, there's a lot of immigrants. There's a lot of, you know, this country uh, brings people in from so many parts of the world. And I think, you know, our children are naturally curious. So it's more like we need to learn from our children. So uh, we like to have a welcoming environment on our shows. And that's our mission to make everybody feel at home, move a little bit, sing. We use sign language during our show. We use some sign language because we are learners. We're trying to, to learn a little bit. And of course, we celebrate Spanish and music from Latin America. Do you find each album or each project you want to tackle a different idea for folks to learn, for kids to learn? Um, your fourth album, you teaching about letters and letter sounds. Is, was that conscious in terms of what you're producing? Yes. Uh, each of our albums has a, a central theme. So, for example, uh, the album that won the Latin Grammy, Arriba Abajo, um, which means up and down, it has songs that uh, explore things in, in kind of an, an abstract and creative way, things that go up and down, whether it's the musical scale or a seed that you plant in the ground and then grows up uh, or... Uh, little birds. birds that that fly around, so a variety of things that that go up and down. Um, and then um, you're right. We had an album that was focused on phonics in Spanish. So there's a song for every letter of the alphabet, um, and and some consonant blends um, to explore letter sounds, words that start with that letter. And then our most recent album, um, it's called Activate. That was the one that uh, was nominated for a Grammy this year, 2022. Um, and Activate in Spanish means activate, get active. And so it's all about movement, physical activity. So there's a song uh, that says, I just can't sit down. I have to get up and dance. Um, a song about baseball, a song about soccer, a song about going to the beach. So different ways that as a family, and as a community, we are active together. What do you take from these concerts? They've got to be joyous experiences for, for you. I know they are for the kids and for the parents. What do you take away from this on stage, hearing that feedback from those crowds? Well, we're a married couple with no kids. So that's our moment to get all the love from these children that, you know, that they want to share so much. Just today we visited a school and children are so open and they want to come and, and share so much. And particularly, you know, when they feel represented, when they feel seen, when they feel celebrated, you know, it really lights them up. And and uh, to, so today was a very special uh, day because it was the first time uh, that we uh, a child, you know, how you do your heart, heart shape with your fingers or your hands. So we're going to take a picture with his class. And this kid, he raised one hand with one half of a heart and he invited me to do the other half. So together we did this, this heart with our hands. I mean, it's so adorable. So, you know, we get so much love and I mean, we, we just have the best gig in the world. Where do you find your inspiration for what you're doing? I know it's rooted in a lot of classroom, your education, your musical backgrounds, but what is it that's motivating you to be out there and continuing to, to teach children? 
For me, there's a lot of personal experience. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. Uh, my parents had come from Colombia. So I was li uh, living a bilingual, bicultural life. Um, I grew up speaking Spanish and English. And then in the classroom, when I worked as a teacher in Philadelphia, I saw a lot of kids who were living the same experience. Uh, their families were from Mexico or from Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic. And, um, and they were also navigating all of those um all of all of that experience and so now um whether we are in whatever part of the country we are in obviously we're performing for all students no matter their backgrounds um but uh, it, there are some a lot very special connections when kids come up and say oh you know my parents are from el salvador and and it is extra meaningful for them you know all kids um have fun we stand up we move we uh do call and response but uh, but there's that a very special um connection that that some um students Or maybe, oh, I'm learning Spanish. We had students come up today. I'm learning Spanish. I can count to 20. And then they rattled off the numbers from 1 to 20. And they're so excited to share. So um, so we love that energy and and that joy that they get. It sounds like the joy is is throughout students that do speak Spanish and don't speak Spanish. Absolutely. And, and do you find that students or, or kids are more willing to just throw themselves into learning something new like this, a new language? I know as an adult, it might be daunting for me, but it seems like kids are just willing to go, especially with something like this, to motivate them. Absolutely. Children naturally want to explore and learn. And it's just uh, the environment they're in, you know, that they just get cues from adults, from their teachers. And, you know, but naturally, like I said earlier, you know, they, they're curious and, and they just like figuring things out because that's their job, right? They're, they're trying to understand the world. And there's this whole new universe that is, that is opening now with new words, new sounds, new music and, So it's, it's exciting. I would add that um, we on stage are modeling being learners as well. And we talk about how, um, you know, we speak Spanish and that's something that, you know, has a cultural connection for us. But we're also learning other languages such as American Sign Language, ASL. And um, and we talk about that experience and we do signs as part of the show. So um, how throughout our lives we can continue to be curious and learners. And um, especially when we're learning something that helps us um, make connections with other people that we might not have been able to make um, if we weren't um, interested in learning. It's been said that representation matters, and it sounds as if what you're doing through the bilingual concerts, the ASL, a sign language incorporated into your concerts, what have you heard from children who see that and are feeling represented in that way? We are so fortunate to get comments from from teachers, from uh Parents, I remember uh, one family who told us that they had adopted a child from Guatemala and they wanted her to have some connection to her her uh, heritage. They were not of Guatemalan heritage or of Latin heritage. And that one day she saw a video of us and she was like, oh, Andres and Cristina also speak English and Spanish. I want to be bilingual, too. And so um, that kind of anecdote, that kind of story is a huge win Um That, uh, that, that we count as, you know, a huge, a huge win. And again, tomorrow at Bethel Woods, you'll be having a family concert. Let's go over it again. The details. It's on 11. Uh -huh. 
11 a.m. at the Bethelwood Center for the Arts. And everybody's welcome. You know, it's not a children's concert. It's a family concert. And you might have heard from some of your kiddos that they came home this week like, wow, we had some guests today, Andres and Christina. He couldn't figure out how to play the saxophone. That was me. And <laughs> you're all invited. And there's a suggested, suggested donation started starting at only $5. So really, you know... Uh, if you haven't been to Bethel Woods, I mean, it's such an incredible place. Right now, they also have some amazing pumpkins just in the back. So you can do two things. You can go check out the show and then go see the pumpkins. They're not very scary. There are some musical pumpkins. Peace, love, and pumpkins going yeah. on right now. Yes. I love it. We've been speaking with Cristina and Andreas of Uno, Dos, Tres, Andreas. Thank you so much <coughs> for joining us and have a fun concert. Thank, Thank you, you so we'll much. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tim, for that. That's Tim Bruno talking to 123 Andreas. And that does it for the local edition. We'll be back on Monday talking to Sullivan County government about older adults and also catch it up with the Sullivan County Democrat. Talking to Joseph Abraham. This, you're in the midst of our four favorites fun drive. Call us at 845-482-4141 or donate online at wjffradio.org. Or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 845-203-3939, 845-203-3939. The mixtape is coming up. We have a special mixtape with Jason Dole and live in studio, Nick Forte. That's right, you heard me. Nick Forte live in studio with Jason Dole. That's all happening at 7 o'clock at the mixtape. And it's happening here in Liberty, in our new studios. You've been listening to the local edition. You can find us on social media. Also, you can find our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast. Google, Apple, Stitcher. Tell your friends. Share it. I've been your host, Patricia Robayo. Have a good night, Lucy. This is Radio Casco, your NPR station. WJFFF, Jeffersonville. W233AH, Monticello. Have a good night. Don't forget to donate online, wjffradio.org or 844-4241.